0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as Scotland's attention shifts from the Czech Republic to England. John McGinn clears David Marshall of any blame and says we'll just need to qualify the hard way. Andy Robertson is looking to go one better than that memorable afternoon in 2017. And away from the Euros, Celtic draw FC Mitchelland in Champions League qualification. I'm Gordon Duncan. Joining me tonight is Alex Ray, Kevin Gallagher and Mark Wilson. Yeah, just over 48 hours to go to the big one at Wembley where I think the expectation from the nation will be a little bit lower than they were against Czech Republic and I wonder if that will suit our boys just fine because there were expectations that we would go and beat Czech Republic and take the game to them. Maybe that's not our style. Maybe we will surprise England come Friday night. Positive news Kieran Tierney training. Will that make a difference? Will he play? Those are the questions that will be answered in the coming days. Yeah, absolutely. And I think they'll be looking to bounce back, Gordon. I thought the performance uh, was okay. You know, I think in terms of uh, the goal chances that they created, they just didn't convert. Lacked a little bit of quality uh, in the final third. It's an opportunity to play against your biggest rivals. We have done it before down there when Don Hutchinson scored several years ago. And they'll be looking for that kind of bounce. But we have to be realistic as well. We are up against a very good England team. Yeah, Kevin, last night you were on the show. We didn't put you off so much. You've (laughs) returned for more, which is quite incredible. I'm still expecting a little bit of the hangover from that. And where did that go wrong? But attention now kind of has to shift certainly in the camp that's the way it will be they won't be wallowing in in what's gone wrong over the weekend no certainly not you know and knowing the way that Steve works and how he'll have got the lads in next day training you have to do it for just for the media side of it but he'll get them down sit and watching the video and just analyse where they can get the betters out of the out of the team and then they'll be talking about it so what frustrates everybody is the fact is the players can get out of their system mm. within a couple of hours of the game the fans can't and that's the problem yeah. And that's the expectation That the fans carry 0141 That's the usual number Pick up the phone And let us know what you're thinking We are slowly starting to turn our attention Forward Like I say I'm sure if you want to discuss Where it went wrong That's fine But now it has to be about How we put it right How do we fix it And uh, so pick up the phone And give us your thoughts Don't forget Every caller who makes it on air During the show Will go into the draw To win a retro Scotland top Thanks to Grieve Sports And we'll announce the winner Before we hand over to Callum at 8 o'clock Before we go any further I just feel like Alex Something's <laughs> bothering me And I, I I wonder if you would Would agree with me on this I just feel like Producer Callum's influence on the show Yes start, There's just a real whiff of Dundee United About the show these days I mean Mark Wilson One thing We've added Kevin Gallagher Somebody's, Somebody has left a Dundee United mug next to me I mean is Mulgrew Is he not in soon As well as Mulgrew <laughs> In soon he's just signed <laughs> What's going on? Well, the, the he's funny thing is to get signed as well the, the, I often yeah. talk about uh, Someone gave me a Dundee United uh, Signed top that they didn't want And I gave it to my mate uh, Yesterday at the golf course He was made up So it seems to be a theme About Dundee United Honestly no, do you know what Everyone's coming together For Scotland Over these couple of weeks It doesn't matter We're putting all the team rivalries To one side All yeah. hopefully pulling in one direction 01419511025 Let us know how you feel On the phones And tweet us At Clyde SSB Let's kick off by hearing A little bit from Inside the Scotland camp Shall we And uh, John McGinn The player speaking to The media today uh, He says things Were never going to be Straightforward for Scotland At the Euros um, and he says they're already picked themselves up and ready to go again. Well, it was a false start in terms of result. Um, the important thing from Monday was to try and get at least a point uh, to set us off in the 
the right way in the group, but uh, that would have been the easy way. Um, but it never seems to happen with Scotland. Um, if we happened to do it the easy way, it would have been a 1-0 victory in, in Serbia and everyone would have been in their bed before midnight. But we decided to let Serbia get a go and, and do it the tricky way, so hopefully we can follow the same path and do it the Scottish way or, or the hard way, if you like. He also says no one's had to pick David Marshall up after Monday's defeat because no one's blaming him in the first place for not saving Patrick Sheik's wonder goal. There was no need. Um, this was a goal that will be talked about for years to come. I, I was right behind it and I still, uh, it still actually gave me nightmares watching it spring run. It was an absolute wonder goal. And I think... Um, if, you, if, if you're asking me how he is, he must be getting some criticism for it, which I don't quite believe because we wouldn't be holding this press conference if it wasn't for Marsh. Um, his penalty heroics have got us here. And overall in the game, Marsh was, was excellent. He made two or three brilliant saves at important times. So um, top goalkeeper and, and that opinion won't change from, from us as players. So um, I'm sure he'll been a good performance on Friday night Let's bring in Tom who's originally from Tollcross but he's down in Colchester at the moment Tom what's your point tonight? Hello Gordon uh, my point is about that it's just about the same The uh, about the goal the second goal the first goal was a good goal that's that's football but the second goal I hear you know pundits self-appointed experts in television and radio calling this a wonder goal well I, I watch a lot of Scottish football and I've I seen Lauren Shanklin and I've seen Khmer Roof score just about exactly the same goal this season, you know? And when, when the lads were asked, did you see him off his line? They said, no, we, uh, I, I'd been watching him and seen he came off, so I thought, if I get a chance, I'll belt one. Now, both lads said that. Well, what did they do? Don't they watch Scottish football, you know, uh, David Marshall and... Uh, Steve, Steve Clark, you know. I'm, I'm a bit confused. Though. I'm a bit confused, though, Tom. So, I mean, Kamar Roof and Lauren Shankland, those were wonder goals, were they not? We waxed lyrical about them on the show. Oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying it was. It wasn't a wonder goal. Um, that's not what I'm saying. That's that's right. It's okay, you see, it called them wonder wonder goals. That's the only thing I'm saying. I'm saying what, I'm, what the point I'm trying to make is that maybe he was a bit too far off his line, and his manager stood at the side. He could have said. David, get back a bit. You know, you're a bit far up, son. You can be chipped from there. Right. Yeah. Let's um, let's go through it first. I'm going to start with Mark and Alex. Kevin was on the show last night, and he is not quite buying into the level of criticism that David Marshall yeah. was getting. And we'll get him to elaborate on that later because I'm sure not everyone managed to join us last night. Uh, Alex, you've we've not had you on the yeah. show since. Uh, listen, going back to him again, uh, heroics uh, rightly uh, given at that particular time when he saved the penalty. I think we all were on the show saying David Marshall, Sir David Marshall. Mm-hmm. So we gave him that, and, and for me, he was far too advanced. Uh, I think it was roughly about forty yards. If he's not that far advanced, the key, the guy who was actually about to strike it from the halfway line mm. probably would not have taken it on. Uh, I, I agree, it's a great strike, Gordon, yeah. but for me, he's too far advanced. Yeah. So it was a it was a wonder goal, yeah, yeah, um, and maybe I'm just being pedantic here. Can it be a wonder goal and a goalkeeping howler at the same time? Can well, you can you get both, or do they contradict each other? Well, the thing is, you try and put you in a cell in a position mm-hmm. where you can recover, Gordon. Yeah, and for me, it was too far advanced, so it doesn't allow it to get back into position. So I think he makes the guys mind up because he's so far advanced. Can you have a wonder goal and a goalkeeping howler at the same time? Not for me. Um, but listen, I'm with with John McGinn. With Kevin here 
uh, I said at the time That the way goalkeepers are coached to play And the way it contributes The way to Scotland's back three playing Where they allow to squeeze and press teams higher up the pitch Is with David Marshall playing as that kind of advanced goalkeeper You see it, the top teams do it The top goalkeepers do it Very rarely Will you see a strike as cleanly as that When the ball's moving away from Sheik On the kind of half turn It was an exceptional goal And you know People will point the finger Because it looks like it's solely David Marshall's fault But for me I think you've got to give credit To the, the Czech striker for taking that on You know if, if that ball breaks down And it gets put over the top And Sheik's running through And David Marshall Easily sweeps it up We say great positioning For David Marshall He's been told to play that way How often are you going to see that Taken on from 49 yards out Very rarely But he gets caught in no man's land He actually gets caught in no man's land Because Hanley is literally Just about to put a tackle in uh, he's, he's got within a couple of yards and When he hits the ball So because he's so far out He's got mm. caught in no man's land And that's the reason why People mm. are criticising Mark I think maybe it's the level of criticism then. Maybe. Oh that... no! Listen, but listen. To you. He says mm-hmm. uh, it's no so. You say solely. It's not just down to him. I think the decision yeah. from Henry to actually take oh, the shot on yeah, as well. Yeah. So you, you but, know, but that's, that's a I suppose that's the point, right? But that, that's why I was asking. You know, can you have a wonder goal and the goalkeeping howler at the same time? Of course, you can always look back and say, what could we do different? Maybe a bit far advanced. It seems the narrative has gone so far, but it's like you know, Marshall cost us the game. Craig Gordon should start at when you know. Are we are we that far down the road with it? Listen, I think um, there was there was a debate actually going into the competition whether uh, Craig Gordon would go in. You know, you've seen he played in a couple of the friendly games. Gordon, I think Craig Gordon over the course of recent times has been very consistent. Mm. We even go back to the Israel game with um, Marshall. You know, he, he, I think it was Perez shot from about thirty yards uh, and didn't do so uh, justice that night. And then he's obviously kind of made a mistake. Now, I don't think it's an absolute goalkeeping howler. I just feel as if he's too far advanced and he makes the guy's mind up for him. Kevin, this is going, this is going to go <laughs> on and on. This is going to become one of the great national debates of all. Was David Marshall too far off his line? You suggested last night, no. And I assume you've not changed your tune. No, I still believe he's not. I mean, he's going to juries and, and Mark's touched on it there. Like, because for me, you watch David Marshall, watch how he plays. If David Marshall comes up and he plays high once... He's out of position And then you know it If he's doing it two or three times in the game Which he did He did it every time Every time we went forward And we went into the opposing at, uh, attacking third He was up He was high up the park I can I can see why everybody says he's a little bit high But there is no danger We are attacking down the right hand side For me I look at the centre halves Now Grant Hanley's the middle of a back three And he's playing left centre half When The ball's going forward with Jack Henry He's out of position. So he's out of position right away. We've got a wing-back doing an overlap, which I believe the pass could have and probably should have gone to anyway. But that whole right side was exposed. Now, clever strikers are going to look and say, right, I'm, I'm not in the ball because I'm not even defending here. I'm out of the game. I'm looking advanced now. What can I do to hurt it? And Schick said it. He went and said it. I seen the goalkeeper off his line two or three times. If it was happening, I'm having a shot. All of a sudden, Jack Henry's that shot... The unfortunate thing, it ricochets right into the path where there's a race. Grant Hanley's out of position on that, for me, as a central of our three defenders. He's out of position on And the so left. is Liam Cooper, presumably, and Liam then. Liam Cooper's further forward. Okay. So for me, from that point of view, Schick is on a straight race. Now, Grant Hanley's quick over 50 metres. He can give the got back to him. Unfortunately, he's seen that the goalkeeper is off his line and he's gone for a, a chance. And it's such a great strike. 
take, you, you've got yeah. to take your hat off to the striker It's a clever play It's a great finish And for me the goalkeeper's in the right position It's a good case he puts up Tom But I know you're not having it No well What I'm saying is You've, you, you've got to, If you're going to play forward You bring a goalkeeper forward He's going to know that he can get back in his goal And do his job Which is to save a shot You know And, and for somebody to say he wasn't too far forward if he wasn't too far forward, he would have saved it. It's common sense. I don't think we'll ever agree. I, I've, I've just got this horrible feeling that in like 20 years' time, we'll still be debating whether David Marshall was was too far off his line or not. When a lot more went into the game, we missed a lot. If, if we don't miss our chances, if we don't miss the number of chances that Absolutely. we did, you're not really talking about it. But that is that is football. And yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's one of the you know. Listen, when you step back and you analyse it, I think they created. A few good chances Gordon You know And I think that's one of the key things And Kevin will tell you that When you get into the positions At that level You've got to bury at least one of them It gives you Absolutely. that fine chance A lack of quality yeah. In front of goal I think everyone would agree Tom thank you very much Let's bring in Michael Who's in Helensborough uh, What have you got for us Michael? Hiya lads First time caller here Right What 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 tipped you <laughs> over the edge? This always interests me What made you pick up the phone? Well it's been 23 years since we've actually got to a tournament like this. Uh, I'm only 27 myself, uh, so it's really the first tournament I've actually kind of witnessed. And the amount of negativity coming off that first game of football is appalling. The amount of Scottish fans that are phoning us phone line now, basically saying because a keeper was off his line, it's game over. We've still got two games left to play. Uh, I don't really see uh, if we could have went through if we made it in the top two but at the end of the day we should be sitting here enjoying the football and being glad that we're actually in the tournament yeah I get, I get, I get a bit of that I mean obviously you don't want to just say Alex <laughs> you don't want to make the numbers up yeah, you, you don't want to make the numbers up but I mean the, the reaction has been huge I mean yeah. the, you can understand the disappointment because it was a game we fancied winning but I, I thought it was quite interesting when John McGinn was saying oh the fact you're asking me about David Marshall that must mean he's getting criticism and, and that sounds as if the players are being kind of shielded from it Which is the right thing Isn't it You yeah. can't have them Wallowing and talking about How much of a disaster Absolutely. it is They need to, they need to be different They need to see it differently From all the The whining yeah. that's going on about it Gordon it's like any other Level of football You have to uh, Process it You have to go through The analysis Which Kev will tell you It's painful Mark It's painful But you also have to Move on And the quicker you can move on The quicker you can prepare Because the turnaround For games are very quick So you have to Kind of put it to bed early Learn lessons and then try and move on. I would suggest you have to put a few uh, shooting drills on as well. I mean, Michael, though, the, <laughs> Michael, the counter to that is quite an obvious one. We now kind of have to go to England at Wembley, one yeah. of the tournament favourites, and get something to progress. I mean, it was a hugely disappointing start, was it not? Yeah, no, I totally agree. The worst thing is we actually played pretty well in my eyes. It was just we couldn't take our chances when we were there. But even if we go down to England and we get beat or we drew and we don't win, as long as we play a good game, I would be happy for that. No, I mean, I'm enjoying us being in the tournament for the first time. I just don't understand. We played well against the Czechs, but there's so much negativity over the result. Too much negativity, Mark? Or um, what's, what, what's the right amount? By the way, Gareth Bale's just missed a penalty for oh. Wales. They're still 1 0 up on Turkey, 60 minutes gone, but he's just missed a penalty. <laughs> that was what the gas were there, if anybody <laughs> heard that at home. Um, uh, yeah, I think there's a fine balance uh, between it. Like, I'm, I'm a bit with Mike on this one because before the show on Monday, 
we were saying, you know, the hard work's been done from Scotland. It's been so long since we've been in a tournament. The players should go and actually enjoy it. But I get there's a level of expectation with these games being at Hamden and with the first game being against the Czech Republic. I, I get that. But Michael's right. I don't think we played particularly poorly. We created a lot of chances that we didn't take. And you've got to say we were undone by two magnificent goals. So I don't think it was a disaster. And, you know... You think the first goal is a magnificent goal, Willow? A, a simple cross into the box? I, I doubt you'll oh. see many better headers at the tournament, though. Yeah, but Gordon, you've got an opportunity to deal with mm. that. Surely, when you're doing the analysis, Kevin. No, but, th- 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 this is the thing. This is where we always do the emotion, which is fine because that's where we are. We're going to look at where we where we went wrong. That's natural. But still, is one of the best headers you'll see at the tournament. I reckon yeah. we're all said and done. I, I just think for a, for the ball to go for a second wave, I think that can get mm-hmm. stopped at source. You know, because you can see it developing and it can get Without stopped at source. Because so it happened a couple is, of times, so but the finish was we, was yeah, terrific. Yeah, but the, the, we have to an, analyse it, Mark. So the finish is the header. He's up like a salmon. He's leaped well from six yard, and he's it's a good header. But you're looking at the actual uh, materialising down that right hand side. And we don't even get out. And even when you address the ball, you've got to put yourself in the line of the ball to try and get a deflection on it yeah. to stop that cross coming in. But when you're looking at it, I mean, we, we always go and we'll go right to the ball because we're following a ball, aren't we? But we don't follow a man. Now, what's happened with the defenders? You've got Cooper, you've got Hanley, both there, and he gets in between them. Now, if, I, if you're doing, as you know, not man marking, you're doing zonal marking. That's a zonal mark. And the guy's made a great move. He stood still, which yeah. is clever play from a striker, standing still in the box when the ball's getting ready to come back in the box. Now, as the centre-halves, and you watch them, as the centre-halves then react to where the position of the ball was, the guy's made a run right between them. Now, I believe Big Colin Andrew was saying he should have been closer, which is a possibility the defenders should have been closer. But it's up to a striker to get free from defenders in the box. Now, we, me being not the biggest of strikers, I had to try and get free. Yeah, movement, Because yeah. the centre-halves were so close to me that I can't get past them. I'm not going to beat them in the air. So the only way I was to beat them in the air was to actually make runs in between them, try and get... Yeah, find a yard, yeah. And that's what the guy done. He stood still, our centre-halves moved, Created space mm. for him And then his next movement Was on the shoulder hand Like get across the front Even the execution where the, I, the way he flicks the header Means that it's always Spinning away From David Marshall yeah. as well Yeah No I don't have a, an issue With the actual mm. header Gordon The issue for me is I always go back We see it every week in the show Try and stop the ball at source mm. And it's actually developing The ball's going back out You've got a 2v1 In a wider area And it's that Kind of Indecision To then go and engage mm. And once he engages You're trying to put yourself In the line of the ball To get something on it Willow You know To stop the cross I don't have any issue with the, the header I think the header's brilliant I actually thought he was one of the best players in the park yeah. The big guy uh, Michael, are you managing to, to maintain a bit of positivity then ahead of Friday? Because it, it's looking like quite a big task uh, I would take a draw Then take the game to Croatia Wouldn't, wouldn't we all? I'd take your, take your hands <laughs> off for that yeah. Absolutely Michael in Helensborough, thank you uh, Michael is already He's in the draw for that Retro Scotland top Thanks to Greaves As will every caller Who gets through tonight B So pick up the phone Let us know And we'll take more of your calls next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Kevin Gallagher Are in the studio And waiting to take your call So let's not hang about We'll bring in Alan in Irvin Uh, What's your take on Where we've been in the last couple of days Alan And where we need to get to on Friday Hi, good evening panel Um, I think like uh, First of all, there's a lot, a lot of stuff been put on David Marshall, obviously, and Jack Henry, and quite rightly so, right? He's a wee bit of a howler. He's never going to recover for there, right? As I say, I agree with that. He's caught in no man's land, but 
see, we had enough chances in the game before they scored the chances that Dykes had. See if we take those chances, it's a completely different game. You know what I mean? The ones that you would think someday, I'm pretty sure someday like Kevin would have dreamed of having an opportunity like that and I'd have found the back of the net. But I think a lot of it has been taken away from that. We've not. And I think one of the things that puzzled me as well was a lot of the Steve Clark's um, substitutions. When we went 2-0 down and then he brings Callum McGregor on, who's probably he's not kicked a ball for the second half of Celtic season. Now, you've got the option there if you bring on Billy Gilmer. You've got David Turnbull, who who was Celtic's best player the second half of the season. You know what I mean? I thought his substitutions when we would get we went two behind were a bit a bit baffling. And I agree with what Alex was saying as well. I think for the first goal, the, the, the header was tremendous. Um, but I think if uh, Stephen O'Donnell, who I thought had a nightmare the full game, had got out there quicker and broke his neck to get there, that cross doesn't happen. You don't get that header. So I think he, 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 he kind of turned himself away from it. But I think uh, if you cut, cut, shut that out at source, they don't score their first goal. Their, their goal that he scored, their second game was a wonder goal, but that's given the boy the opportunity with, with David Marshall's positioning with it. I just think that, I think Steve Clark's not enough stick for his substitutions. I think Ryan Fraser come on and done really well. He's still been brought on at right wing back probably a lot sooner than what he did because we had nothing down the right-hand side for the full game. So it's just to see what you guys thought on that. But I definitely think if Stephen O'Donnell got out to that cross quicker and actually put himself in a position to stop it, that first goal doesn't happen. So it's just to see what you guys... So I, I actually do think he tried to break his neck to get out there. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he reacted quick enough because he didn't get out there early enough. But he did try to get out mm-hmm. there, and I don't think he put his body position in the right area to you, stop the cross. You, you guys know much more than this, so and this is not a loaded question. I'm it's genuinely asking it. Sometimes I would like to to trip you up. Is, when when it's a second phase like that, is that what makes it so difficult? Because from the initial corner was. Is or what was Stephen O'Donnell one of Scotland's markers? Would he be a marker at a set piece? Yeah, I would imagine so. So, so does that does that make it a a bit more confusing? Because he's then he he's one of our, how many will we have? Five, six? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, f- yeah five or six. Yeah, yeah. So so he he's then having to think there's a cross about to come in, and I'm a marker. I'm going to have to leave the guy I'm marking yeah. to, go and, to go and Does that make sense? Yeah but without, without a doubt Because he's the first man Gordon He then has to make a decision that, that's, the, that's it He's the one yeah, And going has to, to, make, to the has other to side be, well, He has to do it And the fact, the fact of the matter is That he did do it So they mm-hmm. then recognise That he is the guy sure. That goes And then the, 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 the players mm-hmm. behind Have to pick up accordingly And he just did No mm-hmm. one it, See, see, see even, a couple see, of minutes Before Alex That happened Maybe even in the same phase Where they were going through That period They got maybe Three or four corners mm-hmm. That happened the other side as well Where there was a 2v1 And only one player It might have been McGinn It went out to close it down And they played round us You know The corner was an outswinger It got recycled back in And To me it looked like That That, that five That back six Or whatever it was Was trying to stay compact And defend the box That's yep. what it looked like And Stephen O'Donnell one of them. Eventually found himself The furthest over And by the time it goes It is too late of yeah. course Because quality players Will, will Put Pick a, out, a good yeah. cross, but it did look like how they were trying to stay compact. How do you fix that then, Kevin? Because you know, play's going on. It's not. It's not really a set piece anymore. It's a second phase. It's open play. You're having to be reactive. I, in an ideal world, then is it not Stephen O'Donnell that goes? Is it? Is it someone no, else? It has to be him. It has to be. He's the closest. Yeah. He's the closest. Really, Alex is saying he's the closest. And to the you ball. just hope that the guy that you've left behind, someone else deals with it. Well, everybody else will react to it. Yep. So what happens is it's a second phase. So generally, markers will lose each other. 
within that area. So you're defending, you've got to then be looking around you. Mm-hmm. So the centre-halves will be looking, the full-backs will all be looking around it and they'll see that Stephen's charging it out. So then they'll take positions from his position. So as he's going out to charge it, these guys are then have all got to take shape, get to the nearest man and mark them. And that, that that's a simple mm, yeah. fact of the way that the game should go in that area. Gordon, it's almost like a domino effect. See when Stephen O'Donnell goes, he's not the the the, the Scotland player directly behind him will yeah. automatically just go one step forward, one and then the walk. I do, I do feel he is getting a lot of stick, Stephen O'Donnell, for not stopping the cross. You know that there's there's so much before that passage that that cross that goes wrong with Scotland. Where, like I said, it happened two minutes before. You know they they couldn't really clear. Um, the box, you know, there's a, a period the checks were on top. Okay, crosses, fullbacks can't stop every cross. If the crosser's that good, I get it could have been closer. There's a lot else that goes on mm. in that situation. But so I, I do feel people are pinpointing Stephen O'Donnell um, unfairly at times. I'm not saying he had a great game. Let's by bring, let's bring Alan, Alan back on that because Stevie Clark was, as you, on one hand, yeah, you'd expect him obviously to defend all these players. Stevie Clark said, Alan, that. Um, if you analyse the game And one of Czech Republic's best players Was their left sider And Nothing came down that side And Stephen O'Donnell did very little wrong I think you said he had a night a nightmare all day What what were these other nightmares? Well he's running, Obviously running into Ryan Christie When he's going into the box The ball So that happens That's a mistake yeah. Try to, to back your ball Back heels out of the park he, he didn't give us anything Down the right side We had nothing Everything went down the left For Scotland I, can you, I can't recall us getting one ball into the box on the right hand side unless I missed it no no I think obviously I think everybody would agree that there's not that there's not the same offering going forward yeah. as Andy Robertson whether that translates into having a nightmare all day or not that, that would be why I asked the question yeah well I think when he gets into that advanced role uh, Gordon what's I think what he tended to do most the other day was check back and play back the way I think you're looking for him to be more adventurous particularly when you're seeing Andy Robertson going at will you know he's doing give and goes he's bombing down that left hand side so Unfortunately he's probably getting a little bit Compared to one of the best left backs in the world So you know it's difficult at times So defensively as you said I don't think there was a great deal coming down that left hand side But going forward you're looking for that Mm -hmm. wee bit more Because it was so important to try and get A point as as John McGinn said Or the three points Because that really sets you up nicely Kevin's been in tournaments You're trying to get after a flyer And when you don't do that there's obviously a major disappointment Yeah and the thing is as well that we forget about Nerves We've not been there for 23 years this is a nervous occasion for these guys. You know, it's mm. a big, big time, you know. And I remember going to my first ever Euros in 92. And you're like, you're a bag of nerves and you're thinking, and, and I'm only going as a backup player. Mm. You know that you're never really going to start or you're hoping you would start, but you're kind of really nervous. And, it, and it's one of those occasions. It's a big game. There's fans back in the ground again. So there is a big sort of element of nervousness about it. And especially, I mean, when you go out, you need to, you need to get your first couple of passes. And what was his first touch? Under his foot yep. and out for a throw So right away He's got to get back mm-hmm. on the ball right away And then make that first pass count And then get himself back into the game It's always I wonder if we'll ever get away from it Mark but Listen they're all there they're, they're big boys They're international players They're there to be scrutinised But everybody knows Stephen O'Donnell's in there Playing it at the lowest level Out of out of the team Which means people are constantly questioning You know does he belong You're also We're in Glasgow And there's a A young promising Rangers fullback waiting in the wings, so so that I think perhaps maybe adds to the scrutiny as well, because Alan's right. You know, everyone's going. I mean, look at the one he let roll under his foot and went out for a throw. 
Jack Hendry let one roll under yeah. his foot I've not really heard it mentioned again And I, w- I wonder why that is Yeah, that, that shouldn't matter Gordon, where Stephen O'Donnell plays his football The What should matter is how he's played for Scotland In big games up to this point And has his performances merited starting In my opinion For the Czech Republic game Yes, I thought he should have started I thought Nathan Parson had a good shout Because he's a promising young player Who looks... You know a, a real good prospect Going forward But I think Stephen O'Donnell Has never let Steve Clark down I think if you look at A couple of the International games He has supplied crosses That's got his Goals, goals. in the past um, So yes I do to, believe To be fair though you, you, Would you understand the, the common reply to that Which is Not letting someone down Isn't enough People are looking for more They're looking for a real offering But I, I think he has Offered a lot for Scotland I think he's filled that Right wing back role Pretty well Where we've been Chopping and changing Personnel And okay He may have not had An outstanding season For Murrowell But when you put on the, the blue shirt And you play well And I believe he has played well Up until this point Then mm. He deserved to start Now I think it may be A slightly different case For Steve Clark Come Friday night I think he has Got a big decision to make Whether he puts him back in Or he changes things up Well Friday night John McGinn thinks The enormity of the task Means it's the perfect game To bounce back I think you could you could say that. Um, I think I could speak from us uh, on behalf of all the players that the game can't come quick enough. We are extremely disappointed. The whole occasion on Monday was what we've dreamed about since we were, we were young, even walking out before the game. The atmosphere, the togetherness we felt um, throughout the whole nation. And there was a wee feeling of letting them down because we wanted a positive result. But the breaks didn't go for us after analysing it. It could definitely have went the other way. So the confidence is still there, and uh, no matter who the opponent, we're really looking forward to it. And I can only speak for myself here, but I wish the game was tomorrow. Let's bring in Joanne, who's calling from the East End tonight. How's it going, Joanne? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks, Jules. Not too bad at all. How are you feeling then, in the, the kind of midway between the disappointment of Monday oh. and, and going to Friday? How are you feeling? You know what? I'm feeling that I'm a total bag of nerves and all, so God only knows how the players feel. Uh, one day I woke up and I was pure buzzing all day and dead excited for them, and I totally agree with all the points that the guys have made phoning in and stuff, but at the end of the day, we've waited 23 years for this. Um, it's been a long time coming. The players must have been totally nervous, but I think they went out, did a good game, could have been better. Um, and obviously Steve will have a word with them And talk about all the points that they've done Hopefully they come out with a better game on Friday But I think what we need to remember is We need to get behind the team We need to be positive We need to forget that game on Monday Let them deal with it Hopefully they learn for that game And they come out stronger, better, more confident And we actually are in with a chance of winning against England Because we've got just, just as good a chance as anybody else so, I, so I'm nervous But I'm also very hopeful and optimistic And I think we all need to kind of a to get all the negative and remember we're in it we're 23 years of waited good there keep our best shot and just go for it and really get behind them because when I was watching it I took a wee break for lunch um, and watching it in the house and when I was watching it the fans kind of a lost motivation and all but we need to be there to kind of encourage the, uh, the players to kind of go out and give them the motivation and the energy that they need to- Yeah it's, it clearly is a, a, a balance to be found Alex isn't it because you mentioned it earlier We're not just going to make up the numbers You can't just say Oh well we're here Let's enjoy it It's been 23 years you, that, that that can't be enough You want to go and do something But yeah. at the same time 
It would be nice for those players After one game To still feel like They had the backing of a nation Gordon I think If you went into any pub Across Scotland Or any Scottish guy Across the globe They will be 100% Behind this team Come come uh, Friday night Without a shadow of a doubt Now Joanne's on the on the phone saying about excitement and all that. I'm actually really looking forward to it. There's a, obviously a disappointment of the, the result of the other night. That's just a natural reaction. I listen to John McGinn there and he says, oh, there's a togetherness. There's a confidence within that squad. And I'm looking forward to seeing them actually try and deliver. Now, Gordon, I always talk about levels. It's very, very difficult. You're up against the quality that they do have. Mm. But we've seen it time after time. We've seen it a couple of years ago when Griffith scored a couple of free kicks. Hutchinson down there mm-hmm. uh, I, I was actually at the, the first leg When Skull scored the two goals I was devastated Because I was playing in England So was that uh, I, I was going, <laughs> And I was going back down the road Knowing I was going to get battered And all that After, after the boys at the, uh, that time So you know what's coming So listen I think mm. everyone will uh, Listen my daughter's uh, Really up for it as well She was saying Is really looking forward to Friday night <laughs> I it's think Joanne like. should be the public speaker at the fan <laughs> zone. <laughs> give the team at talk. the fan <laughs> zone at Glasgow Green. Yeah, get her on the mic because that, that's what we need. You know, optimistic fans. Yes, I was a disappointing, but we need to get over it and we need to look ahead. Alex Wright mentioning the game in 1999, was it? 99, yeah, 99, 99, 99, where I, I, I was a fan watching that, devastated. Like Alex, 2 0, thought we were out of it. You go to Wembley and they had superstars at that point, and these guys. Managed to get results So See there we go They had superstars We've got superstars That's the thing I mean I mentioned it last mm. night on the show Why are we the first nation And the only nation That criticises our players For being average I mean I live in England And all you get And Alex you played there <sighs> You know what it's like Down there they're, they're, they're boosting these guys up You get 19 year olds Playing in their side Who just coming out their nappies And doing really well But they're actually World superstars In all their eyes All the fans Oh these top class players why do we not do that with Scotland players? Why do we bring them down before we put them up? I like it. Joanna, are you free around, what, call it 7 Fancy. o'clock Friday night? Aye, aye, I'll come in. I'll get, I'll get the tartan army gone. I'll get all the fans gone because the more we focus on the negativity, we're taking away, like you've just said, away from the positives. We need to focus on the positives and how well this team's doing for us. 23 years. Come on, Scotland. We've got it on Friday. Oh, oh, I believe. Jan's turned me into a believer. It's only £600 for the shift. I don't know if I've got enough money to keep you happy. Uh, brilliant. Joanne, thank you. She's in the draw for the Retro Scotland top. Thanks to Greaves as yeah. well. If you want to join in, pick up the phone. 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish Football's League Leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, Kevin Gallagher and Alex Ray are in the studio And they're all waiting for you to get in touch on the phone's usual number Or if you want to tweet, it's at Clyde SSB Let's bring in Reese, who's calling in from air tonight What have you got for us, Reese? How you doing, guys? Good First thanks. and foremost, how you all keeping them? Not bad Aye, at all, good, yep, all, well. all doing well, you? Aye, well, getting there after the game on Monday, uh, Gordon. <laughs> Tell me a, about couple it. Of, a couple of points, you know, mainly about Billy Gilmore and Nathan Patterson. I know this is, you know, it's the topic everybody's on just now, but, you know, I look across other countries. I'm actually watching the Welsh game just now, you know, and apart from Gareth Bale, are they really any different from Scotland? I mean, they're having a dash. They're beating Turkey. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're, they're really going for it. Nathan Patterson and Billy Gilmore. Billy Gilmore in particular. I mean, I watch this boy play against Liverpool. Play against Manchester City Roy Keane speaks about it Looks like a world class player How is he good enough To play against Manchester City And Liverpool With Chelsea by the way This isn't a guy That's applied his trade In Scotland You know he's good enough For these big games He's good enough To make Champions League Final squads But yet Scotland Seem to be the only nation You know I look at uh, 
Norway with Haaland, Christian Pulisic with America. I mean, these boys are flung in for a young age because the country believes in them, their manager believes in them, and Scotland just never seemed to do that. It just it, it baffles me. Alex? Listen, I do like Billy Gilmore. I said, uh, I think it was the Monday previous that I would like to see him in amongst it. Uh, I wanted to see him uh, play in the middle. I, I actually think he's, and this is no disrespect to McTominay and uh, McGinn, because they have their own attributes, but Billy Gilmore can actually get the, the game, but it's Crawford and Neck, he can make things happen, he make things tick over, and at international level, and top class uh, football, he can try and retain the ball, so I feel as if, you know, he has an opportunity, uh, I also like uh, Callum McGregor, who's had a poor season by his standards, Gordon, I think over recent years, I think he's been excellent, I think he can do that as well, so, I like that, and going back to Patterson, uh, I said as well, the, the previous Monday, and like Willow said, it didn't surprise me that he stuck with Stephen O'Donnell and also the, I think it was Armstrong came in uh, in the middle of the park. So it doesn't surprise me that he stuck with the guys who have actually got him there. However, I just feel with the boy Patterson, particularly on the last game, Gordon, against the Czech Republic, I thought it was an opportunity at home to just be bombing up and down that flank. Now, the dilemma, and Mark said, the dilemma he's going to have going into Friday's game is, do you then throw a youngster, an untried, into a game of the magnitude mm. against England? That's the dilemma for him. What do you think of that, Reese? Well, to me, I mean, Nathan Parsons played at a high level already. I mean, I watched a wee game of tag ball on YouTube. I know it's a bit of fun in that, but I mean, the two of them are as cool as cucumbers. They're having a laugh. They don't look out of place. They look just so comfortable and confident. And what really, really baffled me the most was, you know, it was all a case of, are they going to get in the squad? Are they going to get in the squad? They finally go into the squad. We went to the game against the Netherlands and we went to the game against Luxembourg and we were attacking. We went for it. We were so unlucky not to beat Holland. And I thought, here we go. This is it. This is the time to be brave. Now, this isn't Nathan Patterson and Billy Gop. This won't be the last tournament. These boys are going to be here for years to come. But I just felt like, you know, every other nation seems to get behind their teenagers and find them in at the highest level and they really, really believe in them. And I feel like the nation's behind the boys, but the coaching staff are me. And it just baffles me to, you know, why you would go into these two friendly games attacking the way they did. And Gordon, you said we weren't there to make up the numbers. See, when I seen that starting mm. on, I, I, I felt like we were there to make up the numbers, and I, I was absolutely devastated because I'm pretty sure we are similar in age. You know, I've waited my full life to see Scotland go into a national uh, tattoo and like that, and the lineup just wasn't brave enough for me. It really, really wasn't. And two players could have made a difference: Billy Gilmore and Nathan Patterson. I mean, Shea Adams as well, of course. But yeah. these two boys just looked ready for me. They really, really did. Do you not think though You know, you talk about Netherlands And you felt that was really brave And Czech Republic wasn't I mean I just wonder if Because it's natural as a football fan Reece, if, if the outcome Leads you to, to that Because the, You know we, 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 I'd see the point If we sat back against the Czech Republic And we didn't create But I, I, I'd be I mean I'll pull up the stats if you want I'd be willing to bet That our possession against the Czech Republic Was miles higher than it was against the Netherlands I bet you we had miles more attempts at goal Against Czech Republic Than we did against the Netherlands My point in that Gordon is Are you satisfied with just being okay like, All the time like, No of course not But, but that, that's my point These are two different things Me Mark, Nobody can tell you that was a good or even acceptable result Of course it wasn't I'm talking about the specific accusation that we were positive against the Netherlands and negative against the Czech Republic. Well, my, my point that I'll put back to you is, you know, Stephen O'Donnell is, all, all, is in the team by merit. He's never looked out of place in a Scotland jersey. He always puts an honest shift in. But for that position, he's now class is OK. You've got somebody there that can attack players, get up and down the thing. You're talking about balance, Andy Robertson and Nathan Patterson. That's balance for me. You know, Stephen O'Donnell is a good football player. 
Again, I, I can't help but think we just shifted the goalposts. All I was asking is about the accusation that it was a negative performance, Alex. It didn't count for it counted for nothing. We're bottom of the group. We're going out, but everybody keeps saying it was a negative performance. And the Netherlands was such a positive, brave performance. I bet you any money the stats would. Listen, not uh, uh, Gordon, they have 19 attempts to go I think it was four on target uh, You know, So they clearly try to get at the Czech Republic I take uh, the caller Reese's point in terms of uh, uh, For me, I believe that Patterson gives you more of an option Bombing forward, better quality So there's an argument for that But he's, he's stuck with them um, And I think he's got a dilemma Going into this mm. game at the weekend The biggest one for me, Gordon, was And you talk about how you're going to set up The one that I couldn't believe was Shea Adams yeah. Uh, for me, he is our number one striker. Our best striker. Yeah. yeah, number one striker. A guy that scored two goals in his first four games and he's excluded. I think some of the comments for Steve Clark today saying, oh, we didn't get a lot of service uh, to the strikers in the first half. So I don't know if it would have made much of a difference. I didn't quite sit right mm. with me that, that comment. You, well, know, you saw when he came on, he looked a, cl- Gordon, a class actor. Gordon, I, I just couldn't believe at home. Against the Czech Republic That you don't play your best striker For me I, 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 That's unforgivable Here is the The interesting part of it And by the way I, I just I'm obviously here to Whatever Reese says Try and counter it And all that Anyone who follows me On social media Will know Exactly what I think Of Billy Gilmore I remember watching him 15 year old Playing in the Victory Shield He was unbelievable I've been desperate To see him in a Scotland yeah. jersey Since right So I'll just show We've my We've seen him at Toulon as well We were raving yeah, about him I, I, one I, of the so player year, I'll uh, show my hand tournament. on that one I don't mind I'm absolutely desperate To see him in a Scotland jersey The fact that he didn't come on Kevin Does that Does that tell you anything About the likelihood That he Will play on on Friday and satisfy guys like Reese. Not necessarily, no. You look, he's a young lad and he's got potential. And that's the thing we're looking at, his potential. And, I mean, I've not seen much of him. I think he played 11 games for Chelsea last season. Not a lot. Uh, you're talking Patterson, he's only played 14 games for Rangers last season. And we're wanting these young kids in. Playing at the highest level is a pressure. You, you can destroy kids coming in and playing them. Uh, it can destroy them. I think that is that not Reese's point. Though other countries don't tend to have that hesitancy. They just put they put them in. Yeah, but they're playing in the first team regularly. 25, 30 appearances in their games. So you go through if you want to take it to England and England are the youngest squad in the the Euros, and they're playing. Yes, they're playing 19, 20 year old. But you look at the players; they're all playing for the first teams now. That's the difference. We don't have them playing regularly now. Now the boy Parson, I believe, will. Play regularly Probably next season for Well that, that's debatable that's problem, Kevin Because Tavernier, yeah. Tavernier was, His statistics were, were Off the scale 19 yeah. goals And about 14 assists So he, he, The problem for Patterson Is getting game time next year That's you know uh, And because he has so much quality Kev I actually seen the boy First hand Several times last year He really has come right onto the fold Because you're thinking to yourself Oh he's a, he's a number two But the performances In which he put in In Europe he scored after 16 seconds Uh, Where Reese is spot on And this is where the frustration is Wales have just gone 2-0 up on Turkey (laughs) It's game over They've qualified and well done to them You watched Slovakia beat Poland Who we've played twice recently You you just don't feel like they're any better than us But we just got it wrong We got it wrong on Monday When it really mattered Um, I mean Mark The the whole point about Friday now and you know, does Patterson get thrown in, does Gilmore get thrown in? It's one of the great debates. This is why Monday be, Monday was such a problem because we're now in this situation that we didn't want to be in. Because England are one of the are the favourites for the tournament. It might well be that Billy Gilmore starts, Nathan Patterson starts, and we st- we still get battered in it. Yeah. And we, we we shouldn't have to be 
under this amount of pressure if you take care of the first game. Yeah, I, I still think if that happens, if Patterson starts and Gilmore starts and we get barred, I think the the scrutiny of Steve Clark will be much less than it has been after after Monday's game because. Listen, with young players come an excitement and often an acceptance if they don't play well. But that fans like like Reese, you know, want to be more proactive, want to see kids promoted and exciting football. And people think that was a, a pragmatic approach on Monday. I'm with you, Gordon. I think if you create 19 chances in an international game or attempts and goal, you're doing something right. Um, I'll be interested. Me personally I don't want to keep hammering that point By the way As if I'm some defender Of this 90 it's, it's not about that Because it didn't count for anything And we didn't win And I'm well aware of that I just I always offer it back When someone says That it was a negative performance Or we weren't attacking yeah, enough no, That's I all, agree. That's all. Yeah, I, I totally agree I do think he has got Some big decisions to make I think he'll, he'll think the, Where the is two the decisions kids, in Mark? But I think uh, For me Listen For me Mark, back, back. I, I, would, I would play Parson And I would start Gilmore However I think Steve Clark will have in his mind what Kevin said there That they're quality players But they've only played A handful of games Does that matter At international level I think some Top coaches Will think it matters Whether England Young players Outstanding players But they have played Much more first team football yeah, And that pe- might be The keep, stumbling People block. keep talking Bellingham You know he's 17 But I think he's It was mid 40s Appearances for, for Dortmund yeah, Last season Yeah, 40, 40 yeah it's remarkable so. And haven't seen him Come on the other day as well I thought Oh mm. my god How impressive is he uh, Reese, thank you very much. It takes us up to time for this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the slash football. Right, beat the pundit time. We gave Kevin Gallagher the chance last night to just sit back and observe, learn a little bit about what beat the pundit is. Now, there's a usual problem because it's a coin and it's only got two sides. However, We've got the Dundee United mug and it's got three names in it. So one of you will be playing Beat the Pundit tonight. If you want to take them on, it's 01419511025. Your call needs to be in before seven o'clock. Let's hear you. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson, Kevin Gallagher and Alex Ray are all in the studio It's 0141-951-1025 to have your say on where it went wrong for Scotland on Monday And where hopefully it can go right on Friday So pick up the phone, don't forget every caller who makes it on air during the show Goes into the draw to win a retro Scotland top thanks to Greaves Sports So keep your calls coming in, we will do this first Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. News for you Celtic fans today as well. Drawing FC Mitchelland in Champions League qualifying five weeks time. If you've got any thoughts on that, get your calls in. Let us know. We can talk about that as well. It doesn't have to be wall to wall international, but it's understandable that that is dominating. Let's play Beat the Pundit. Tonight's contestant is Sean from Motherwell. How's it going, Sean? Aye, it's all good guys, how are you? Not bad at all, have you ever played before? I have not, but I've listened to it countless times And do you always do well playing at home uh, and then you're, gonna, you're not going to cave uh, under the pressure? I am not, but I'll probably <laughs> ball me, I'm not going to lie Are you on because Kevin Gallagher's here and he's never played before and we've no idea if he's going to be hopeless or not? Do you want to know something mate? I was like, I, I've heard of Kevin Gallagher right and see before <laughs> I come on the phone I, I put it into Google in case I get any questions It's a total different guy I was thinking about You're thinking old Gallagher? <laughs> I wish I could sing like Noel Gallagher. Right, let's find out, right? And I've usually tossed the coin, but we've had to we've had to rejig it because there's three of you. And we didn't put Kevin on the spot last night. We were giving him giving him the night off to go and look. One in three chance, Kev. One in three. 
Mark sorry, Wilson. Sorry, Mark right. Wilson. It shows the other two names. Right, Mark Wilson up against Sean from Motherwell. So, Mark, you know the drill. I'll give you Hi. some Clyde 2 to listen to so that Sean can't hear your answers. Right, Sean, 30 seconds on the clock. You're head to head with Mark and you can pass, okay? Yep, no, right. Let's go. 30 seconds and your time starts. Now, name either country at Euro 2020 whose home kit is predominantly yellow. Pass. Newly promoted Kelty Hearts play at which stadium? Pass. Who was Scotland's first sub to come on against the Czechs on Monday? Jay Adams. Who's Wraith Rovers manager? Pass. Who scored an own goal last night in France's win over Germany? Uh, Matt Summers. Which Scottish Premiership side did Charlie Mulgrew sign for yesterday? Dundee. Name either scorer for England in that 2-2 draw at Hamden in 2017 Take your time Harry Okay Right let's bring Mark Wilson back Mark can you hear us? Yeah Same set of questions to you okay. 30 seconds going on the clock how do, But just how does it feel to play without oh, I'll ask you this after I think I'll without save that pressure, question uh, Without Gordon DL staring uh, at you uh, and winding you up uh, and it's, it's strange Are these all Euro related or is it just I'm not telling you Alright okay You ready? Right Let's go Name either country in Euro 2020 Whose home kit is predominantly yellow Sweden Newly promoted Kelty Hearts Play at which stadium? Pass Who is the first Scotland sub to come on against the Czechs on Monday? She Adams Who is the manager of Wraith Rovers? John McGlynn Who scored an own goal last night in France's win over Germany? Hummels Which Scottish Premiership side did Charlie Mulgrew sign for yesterday? Dundee United Name either scorer for England In that 2-2 draw at Hamden in 2017 Hurricane tell you That's impressive You sounded confident He sounded confident Sean, Sean Forget about it Sean I've accepted it Tritsam. I've accepted it already <laughs> <laughs> He's written you off already Sean And you're agreeing with him Yep First question's killed you Sean hasn't yep. it I know See who you say to me I'm like oh I no know, I know Right which country Name either country at Euro 2020 Whose home kit's predominantly yellow <laughs> Sweden or Ukraine Who'd Sean say? Just passed Panicked <laughs> <And> Passed <laughs> Hang up the Romania. phone Sean I was going to say Romania <laughs> <laughs> uh, Right Newly promoted Kelty Play at New Central Park Would you, Any of you got that? No nah. uh, You've been down south too long Kevin No <laughs> chance on that one uh, <laughs> I thought that was Cowden Beach <laughs> uh, That's just Central Park isn't it? Uh, this is New Central Park oh, <laughs> uh, Right Who was the first Scotland sub to come on? You got Shea Adams Sean So you're, you're hanging on in there But Mark got it 2-1 in front He then stretched his lead Because he knew that John McGlynn Was the manager <laughs> of Wraith Sean's not bad by the way He knew Matt's he Hummels He knew Matt's Hummels <laughs> 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 but he didn't know Charlie Mulgrew so oh, oh, Every yeah, second yeah. question yeah. It, And do you know what he said Dundee as well I had to just oh, get the wrong wrong, yeah, end, wrong Wrong end of the team. street Aye, And you'll get answer. You'll get no sympathy With Kevin Gallagher And Mark Wilson in here um, Name either scorer For England In the 2-2 draw at Hamden Harry Kane You both got that Out of curiosity Do you remember the other one Who opened the scoring For England no. So they went one up I'll say Sterling. I mean, I'll remember this because it's haunted me ever since. But I think you. I, I think Chamberlain. Ah, well done, Sean. Well, Given bonus sure. point for Sean. Let's add that oh, one on. Oxley Chamberlain. Hey. One, two, three. Add on his bonus point. Sean got four. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five. A six for Mark Wilson. Oh, it's oh. a strong performance for me, Sean. Unlucky. Yeah, fine. Thank you very much for having me. Anyway. Ah, well See, done. listen to that. Sean's, Sean's polite, very polite. Isn't isn't he's you're, magnanimous, and you're kind of putting the boot in. I know. He's a terrible winner. This guy. Terrible. <laughs> what did lose with Dignity? What if I told you? Definitely not. You missed your old, your old pal last night. 
DL was he hopeless? Lost in the tiebreaker. Oh, lovely. I like to hear that. Lost in the tiebreaker. He was panicking, Kevin, wasn't he? He, he was, was. He was all over the place. And uh, yeah. what did he get? Just out of curiosity, I can't remember. He wasn't too bad, but went to the tiebreaker, and it was. I just. He, he was diving in He wrote it down too quickly And was, was there any more Dundee United It seems to be a theme now That there's a Dundee United Related question It's unbelievable It's unbelievable It really is uh, And uh, do you know what Talking about kind of Name dropping and such You missed a cracker During the break Where the, Mark Hughes Popped up on the TV And oh. the guys were saying what, what a player he was And Alex was saying He played against him in England And he was solid He would ragdoll Central <laughs> defenders and, and Kevin quite casually said Yeah yeah he was uh, But wasn't he so solid when we beat Barcelona, was he? So there we go. We can't Hard argue to beat that. that. Can't. Hard, Hard, to beat. Hard to beat. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Right. 0141-951-1025. That's the number you need. And we are on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Let's hear a bit from the skipper, shall we? Andy Robertson. Let's get the thoughts of him ahead of that trip to Wembley. You know, that England game was, you know, probably yeah, definitely the best atmosphere I've played in um in terms of a Scotland game. Um, you know, I don't think I've heard noise like that at Hamden uh, when Griff put in the, the two free kicks, but I've probably also not heard a stadium go so quiet so quickly when, when Harry Kane equalised. And I think they showed their qualities that day in terms of, you know, they'll go to the end. They've got the quality of the people like Kane and stuff in front of goal. And but like you said, since then, we've also adapted to a lot of maybe only me, KT, Stu, Stu Armstrong, maybe. You know, since then, there's not, there's not many that have you know, still be in the squad and a lot's changed, but a lot's changed in the England squad as well. If I remember who I was up against, you know, um, who probably aren't in the squad anymore. And um, so it'll be a tough game. Of course, it is. England are one of the favourites to, you know, go and win the tournament. That's, you know, they'll be favourites for our game. But, you know, if we can, if we can get a game plan right and try and cause them problems up the other end, then, you know, I do believe that we can get a result, but we need to be at our best. Um, that's that's a given, and if you if we do that, then you just never know what can happen. This will count for absolutely nothing, but let's have a bit of fun with it anyway. I'm going to read you the the teams from that day, right? Okay. And I wonder if you think that are we better now, or are England better now as well? And um, it won't be all hinging on the teams, of course. But that day, we lined up Craig Gordon and goal, a back three of Christoph Berra, Charlie Mulgrew, and Kieran Tierney. Wing backs: Ikechi Anya and Andy Robertson, James Morrison. Scott Brown Robert Snodgrass Stuart Armstrong And Lee Griffiths Now that team didn't manage to qualify for tournaments And, and this one has Is that Is that the answer is, is, is the current team better than that one? I think we've got a lot of good uh, Kind of Balance squad We've got a lot of players who play in the English Premiership We've got some uh, Kind of Younger guys coming through as well We seem to have sorted uh, I know Tierney's not playing uh, well, he's, he's trained in the last couple of days But It's unlikely he'll play in, uh, in Friday but I think we've actually sorted that dilemma with how we fit two well, guys. Funnily in. enough, this often gets forgotten. That, that day against England, that's what we did. Tierney in the back three and Robertson yeah. as a wing back, and then we went away from it. Um, right, okay. You think we're p- probably a little bit better off now or more Slight, options? Slightly now. I think, uh, would, would you say we had uh, Griffiths up top? I think we know the fact that we've got, um, you know, mm-hmm. the emergence of Nesbitt. He, he's kind of just starting to break into the fold. Lyndon Dykes was I mean, a good there's find no, There's and no then, McTominay in that team There's no McGinn in that team These are all guys that are now performing at a, a really good level At the top level These yeah. guys You know McTominay We've seen him in the Europa League final Setting Controlling things You know playing every week for Man United You right. have to be a top player now, to that. He, Here's the England team from that day and <laughs> When I ask you are they better now This is the bit that I'm going to be worried about your answer I think Joe Hart and goal 
Back four Walker Smalling Cahill And Bertrand Holders Eric Dyer Jake Livermore Oh no They're, they're better already <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell us In front of that Lalana, Ali And Rashford And Harry Kane up front Are they better now? <laughs> I think so yeah. A Kevin? lot better Kevin? Yeah No they're ah. definitely better now The players they have now There's no doubt about that I think I see, see the top end of the pitch Listen regardless It's going to be difficult I keep re-emphasising How hard this is going to be For Scotland going down there Because see the top end of the pitch They have got unbelievable quality See the fact that you've not got Grealish playing there was uh, the, 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 uh, the emergence of Mason Mount and all. I, th- I actually think he is going to be a superstar. I just see him glide past people. He's he's really top class. Uh, so you look at the young boys at Bellingham and all the, the weekend. I, th- I thought, oof, he's really really impressive. He's he's matured. I mean, having watched him at Birmingham, um, he was a good player, but he wasn't at the level he's at now. He's really grown since he's gone away. And he's gone. Kevin, can you remind, the, can you remind uh, the people listening to the, his age? You, you're, you're talking about he's now going away. He's made a year in, in, in Germany, yeah. and you look at what he's producing. And, and he's unbelievable. Like, and you mean he's grown? He's got the stature. He's got the typical build of a football player. Now he's touching six feet plus. He's slim. He's fast. He's got fast feet for a big lad, which normally you don't have. And he's got it all there waiting for him now. And to be fair, he's gone to Germany, and he's he's. Mm. He's really, really matured. And I look at another guy that can't even get to the England, and it's Jaden Sancho, another one that's gone to mm. Germany, another another one that's matured, and he's such a young age. And it could be a point that now, if we can get younger players going abroad, they're going to learn technical stuff better than what we do, probably the mm. way that we're teaching them here back home. Mark Kieran Tierney, there's still a bit, yeah, something not right there. Or it's, it's an unusual situation. Maybe I've, I've been unfair yeah. saying there's something not right there. It, it came out of nowhere. He didn't start the game Everyone The nation was shocked When we saw him missing from The starting 11 On Monday afternoon Stevie Clark said You know it was a niggle He then trains The very next day mm. um, What was your gut telling you? Uh, you're right when you say It's a strange one for me I think if it's an injury That keeps you out The opening game That we all agree That we had to win Kieran Tierney's up there With our best players Then I thought it had to be Something really significant To keep him out To see him then the camera's on him training the next day I thought Oh What's I mean what's going on here Because There's no real need for him to train If You know you can Have him in your mind for the England game You could leave him for another Couple of days So My gut feeling Is if he's trained the next day Then I think he'll be okay To play I, And he, I, again Are we hearing that he trained today? Well it's, it's, Again the, the, the percentage now Coming out is That he's 60-40 Gordon, I would, that that I doesn't sound him. as good as I would like at this stage. I'd still play him, Kevin. There, there, there's was... an avenue there, right? The, the pressure on you when you're at these competitions is the fact is that the media is there every single day. Mm-hmm. Now, the pressures that we had was I had a double hernia and I needed to go for an operation, but I didn't. I never trained at Blackburn for six months. I just played in games and got through the games because I wanted to go to the World Cup and that's what they've done. We managed my double hernia. When I went to the World Cup, Craig Brown said to me, he says, we can't have you not training because the media is there. So there is that media bit of pressure to actually go and train. And that could be the side that mm. Steve Clark's looking at, that we have to show the media that actually Kieran Tierney is ready to possibly play against England. It's a big risk because he has carried injuries for the last couple of years on and off. And when he's been fit, the boys been absolutely brilliant. And have a duty of care as well to Arsenal because of you know if you send him back and he's out for a period of time so you have it's to make sure it's got to be a player's decision though is it not come down to Kieran 
And if he thinks he's fit enough And he, he's trained Those couple of days Then surely you ask him And let him make the decision Okay let's bring in Mark Who's in Port Glasgow What's your point tonight Mark? How you doing guys? Uh, just Pretty disappointing obviously With the first match Because In my opinion The first match was Should have been the match That we You know Went all out And, and got a result Against the Czech Republic we, we beat them in You know On the way to this tournament I think they were there for the taking. But Steve Clark's um decision making and, and selecting the team guys was 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 far far wrong in my in my opinion. I think no disrespect to Stephen O'Donnell, I think the best right back in the country is Parson. Um, you know, you've got teams like England, other teams, you know, at the top of the pomp, you know, the top say ten clubs and uh, top national team, sorry, in Europe. They play guys It's 18 17 19 etc But not a lot of experience I think Patterson offers you a lot more In a sense where He's, he's as quick As as I've ever seen In any fullback I think he's even quicker Than James Tavern In my opinion He's got a nice he's got a good long throw He's very good Strong in the tackle It just For me guys It just beats Stephen Donald Hands down on Every single You know Attribute It has to be A fullback And what he's got Is he's got delivery and they go on them, which we've seen in Europe, guys, and we've seen in the league. And then the She Adams one absolutely confuses me totally. And what Mark was just saying there about Kieran Tierney. If you train the next day, guys, for, for, for me, you know, playing for your country for me means everything. Absolutely everything. And if you're fit enough to train the next day, you're fit enough to make the bench or whatever, if you're at that tournament, why won't these guys play for, you know, Play through the pain barrier. I know they're coming coming up to Arsenal, but I just think guys, his decision making and selecting the team costs the first game, and I, I really do think Billy Gilmer, she she Adams and um, Parson should start against England. To be fair to Kieran Tierney, I think you know if if he's injured, he's injured ultimately, yeah, and. I wonder if actually the fact that he trained yesterday, as Kevin said, I wonder if that's confused things a little bit. Because do we know, did he started the session? Because that's when the media gets in. Did they finish the session? Was it intense? Was it full contact? Was there games? Was he playing? Or by training, did he take to the field and... and Done a warm-up. So, yeah. But God, I don't think anybody here can answer that question. I think the fact that he, he went out to try it, uh, again, I'm not sure whether uh, he'd done the full session today. Um they may well be uh, increasing it on a daily basis, so it might have been a warm-up yesterday, a small-sided game today, and then they'll see if there's a reaction tomorrow to see if he can actually be there. Because the one thing we can all agree on in the studio is that Kieran Tierney, is, even if he's 70-80% fit, mm-hmm. you're putting him in, Gordon. And, and I take Matt's point on board because he brings so much to the table. Now, the callers just come on there and said, listen, I think if you asked the type of character that Tierney is, he would play if he was carrying something because it just means so much to him. Yeah, you listen to Kevin there as well. Who's played six months with a double hernia? I played with a hernia as well. It was brutal, and I actually I couldn't uh, physically do it, Gordon. So I had to go and get the operation. So to do that, to get to a World Cup, shows you with these guys having waited so long what it means to them. So I, don't, I wouldn't question Kieran Tierney' uh, commitment to this because of the type of boy he is. Now, Mark wanted, like many callers, you know, ninety odd percent, possibly higher, to see Patterson and Gilmore start at Wembley. I asked Kevin this earlier, so I think want to explore it with you guys as well. 
Do you re- read anything into the fact that they didn't even come on on Monday? Can can you go yeah. from that? Or in Stevie Clark's mind, not in yours, yeah. in Stevie Clark's mind, the guys that he brought on to make an impact, Adams and McGregor and Ryan Fraser, are they the ones that are most likely to start? Well, again, you'll have to assess it, Gordon. You'll have to look at what's coming down the left-hand side, which is Raheem Stilling uh, on, on Sunday's performance. They, they, they could put uh, Rashford in there as well. So you're talking about top-end players. He'll assess what one's a better defender out of the two of them because that comes into the reckoning because of the, the ball mm. that they'll have. I mean, for what it's worth listening to Stevie Clark on that, on that, if we're talking specifically defending, yep. it sounds very much that he's in, he's, he's he isn't thinking about changing Stephen O'Donnell yeah. on that. I'll read the quote to you in case you, you missed it earlier on. He said, "Analyze the game. Tell me what Stephen did wrong. How many chances came off that side? Yankto is one of their most dangerous players. Had a quiet game. Their left back is a good attacking player. Didn't create a chance. So analyze the game before we start killing players just because of who they are and where they play. Analyze his games when he plays for us. Look at his performances objectively. Look at the games. Stephen's first." Job is to be a defender Analyse the games That's all I'll say on that one Well that's strong words For Stevie Clark It looks as if he's backing his man And if I was putting a bet on now Gordon mm-hmm. And you know I don't gamble these days I would <laughs> I would say that he's going to play With, with Stephen uh, Right back over Patterson mm-hmm. Because that's just basically Come out and saying Regardless of what you think I'm sticking mm-hmm. by my man He did not a bad job Against Alba if you remember So You know you've got to say you He matched him for pace There Um I I just think that going forward we need to have a way out, and have I think Parson might be. Have we got this round the wrong way? Then C- could you understand O'Donnell playing against England a, a bit more, and and maybe Patterson for the Czech, Czech Republic, Republic game yeah. where you're you wanting to go on the front foot and, and win it? Possibly, but now, yeah, now possibly we're, now we're, we're back in a, uh, yeah, now we're in a tough position, and I, I I'd still always go back to what Kevin says about. You know Nathan Parson. Everybody's raving about him, and rightly so because he looks he a looks top apart, player. However, how many games did 14, 14, 15 games? Fourteen games. Club in games. He's had this whole you season. know, he had a wee bit of the game, the friendly game for Scotland. So, you know, not a lot of experience. Does that matter on these occasions? Leave an element that does. Mark, thank you. We'll have to leave it there. It's time for this, Alex. I don't know if you've heard this yet. You'll like it. Yeah. It's the Roger Hanna Bonanza. I mean, seriously, can you imagine? The creative minds in here And we've come up with a competition Called the Roger Hanna Bonanza It is good fun though He's not giving away his check jacket is he? Most importantly I'll tell you what It's the chance to win a pair of tickets To see Scotland play Croatia Wow What a what? prize that is It's all thanks to Heineken Official sponsor of Euro 2020 Available at Key Store Please drink responsibly uh, Roger's going to give clues to a player Who's been picked to play at Euro 2020 Any player Two callers are going to join us on air and they buzz in when they think they know who the player is based on Roger's clues. Now, the winner tonight gets their Heineken hamper. It's worth over £100. And then on Friday, someone's prize is upgraded to the pair of tickets. So if you want to play, it's 0141 951 1025. Call us right now. You have until the end of this ad break to call. You must be over 18. And the T's and C's are at Clyde1.com. Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141-951-1025 This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard Mark Wilson, Kevin Gallagher, Alex Ray All in the studio All ready to take your call So pick up the phone And let us know what is on your mind The lines are now closed for that competition So please hang fire if you want to play the Roger Hanna Bonanza It gets more ridiculous every time I say it you're going to have to wait until tomorrow Let's bring in Billy He just wants to talk old-fashioned football And he's just along the road in Clyde Bank Take it away, Billy Hi, how you doing, Panel? How you doing? Good, good, thank you um, It's just a Scottish thing um, 
1970, that was the first time I had a major tournament, obviously, where we always tapped the army, and we were disappointed. And every tournament we've had since then, I've been disappointed. <laughs> I've supported the boys, and I will support the boys, but I just don't think we're good enough as a team. Um, Management-wise, player-wise, or anything else. You don't think this team has good enough players to finish third in this group? No chance. Seriously? Absolutely no chance whatsoever. I find that astonishing because, by the way, if if, in, in, if anything, that's why we've got expectation. Wales have just cruised through second game. Now yeah. they do; they've got proper star quality in Bale and Ramsey. Right? I take that point, obviously. Other than that, though, but probably like for like, you look at Slovakia winning games the other no, night. No. Sweden, Mikael Lustig still playing. Seb Larsson's the captain. They managed to hold Spain, Spain to a draw yeah. because they're, they're getting the most out of it. In in what in what way do we not have good enough players to finish third, Billy? I'm not saying we're going to go on and win the thing. Surely we can finish third. No, I think on Friday night England are going to do a number on us. Oh yeah, I get that, but they're the favourites to win the competition. You know, I'm I'm talking about. You're saying we, we just simply don't have good enough players to, to even finish third in a group at the Euros. No chance. No. Right. Who in particular then? Who's not good enough? Um. Well, I think the young boys. I'm the qualif. Uh, I'm the experienced enough. You like to see your Patterson's and all the rest of it. Yeah, no, but they're yeah, not playing. Play. What about the what about the ones that are? What about the best player in the park in the Europa League final in Scott McTominay? What about Andy Robertson, English Premier League Champions League winner? Tierney if he comes back, you all know what he's capable of. John McGinn, one of Aston Villa's main men, that you know, the list goes on. These these guys are decent players. Come on. They're decent they're decent enough players, but they're no they're no world, they're no international players. What? I, I just don't think they're good enough to be in this tournament. Well, listen, the players that you've mentioned there, Gordon, most certainly are international class because you look at them, you, you forgot to mention some of the Celtic players as well who, who are in that squad. You know, you look at uh, Forrest, you look at Callum McGregor, you know, played at a very good level for a long time. So that they do, I, th- I think the biggest thing for me, and I'm only talking about for myself here, is I am so disappointed about Monday night. Absolutely. Because that was the chance. But why, you so, to, why are you so disappointed? Because we, we, because we the have players the quality decent. there to do that. And listen, we've already been through a couple of players who we felt maybe should have played. The Shea Adams uh, omitted from the starting lineup baffled me. Uh, I couldn't believe that. But I still thought it was if we had enough to, to get a result against them, Mark. So that is a disappointing thing. And I think getting into the England game becomes a bigger task because of the quality they have. Yeah, well, we had Joanne on earlier Ever the optimist And we've got Billy on now The total opposite Billy, I mean, the players No doubt They are international class Some of them are playing for top teams In world football Never mind European football You know Okay, Monday didn't go to plan And I think we're all (laughs) Understatement to say we're all disappointed Still got two games to go here And, you know, although we're Heavy underdogs for Friday night Look, have a bit of belief in the team because Kevin this is why Stevie Clark's getting the criticism and the scrutiny because see if we just w- were nowhere near good enough you would just shrug your shoulders and say ah well no bloody no well we made it and we're not good enough so there's not much we can do everybody's so angry because we do have a good group of players that's a problem because we've done so well and we've got to a competition uh, that shows that the players that we've got and the players that are out there have done a great job now, now we're in a competition. It's a different thing. It's competition football. It's living in each other's pockets for four weeks, five weeks. It's doing things differently that you don't do in the house. It's like sleeping in a a, a double bed. 
Sometimes you have twin rooms, you get away from the family, you're missing the family, you're sitting there, you're phoning all the time. And there's a whole different catalogue of things that the guys do. And I know it's, you still were playing here at Hamden and we go and we've got a bad result, but it's because we've done so well and it's because we've got those results and we know the players are good players. They've just not performed. But I disagree with not performing. I thought they performed, we just yeah. never took more chances. And that's the thing you can't throw away. We never took more chances. Czech Republic. World goal, unbelievable, and then a great header from the striker. So the the guy, and another day he could have another seven or eight chances, exact same thing. And he'll never ever score a goal. Billy, we must have some players that you think belong at international level. Go on, let's finish it a positive. Give us a couple. Well, Andy Robertson, obviously, mm-hmm. and I think um, Craig Gordon should be in goals. Um, Craig Gordon's got a good reputation He done well last year with Hearts And uh, obviously David Marshall struggled last year with Derby But uh, I, We've got good players But I just don't think That we're going to get through this competition Ah that's two different things Because it certainly looks We've got a long road to get through I don't think anyone would would deny that Yeah listen as I said I think it'll be Extremely difficult uh, At Wembley gone Just because of the, the Quality of play we're yeah. up against But listen see the thing is The great thing about That underdog You can be resolute You can get a set play But you you look at the, the Czech Republic the other night I think it was 7 goals And 13 had come For set plays mm-hmm. Get into the game So at, at that level You just need to defend A little bit better Than we did the other day Because you know one thing They'll be coming Time after time Right, it's that time of the night Billy, thank you very much I've been looking forward to this It's the Roger Hanna Bonanza I'm going to be hearing that in my sleep Such a weird thing (laughs) to hear We've got the chance for you to win a pair of tickets To see Scotland play Croatia How good is that? It's all thanks to Heineken Official sponsor of Euro 2020 You can get it down at your local key store But please do enjoy it responsibly Roger's got clues to a player Who's at the Euros And uh, basically the contestants need to Listen to the clues And name that player it is, It's that simple The winner tonight Gets the Heineken hamper And on Friday One of them The winner from this week Gets upgraded to the ticket So on line A We've got Ross in Motherwell How's it going Ross? Yeah not too bad Gordon Thanks how are you? Not bad at all Scott is in Priest Hill On line B How's it going for you Scott? Uh, not too bad How are you? Good thank you Have you both heard this competition In previous nights Or is this your first time? No I've heard, I've heard it Good right Well you know the drill in It is so simple we're going to run through the clues If you think you know the player in question Shout out your name That's how you buzz in So if you know it straight away Ross, give me a Ross And you'll get the chance to answer it But if you shout the player's name We can't take that answer And if you buzz in and get it wrong The other caller gets all five clues So you're going to have to be You're going to have to be clever on this one Right, ready now Remember, <laughs> it is a player Who's playing at this Euro 2020 are we ready for the clues? Right, okay, let's go. Producer Callum's going to be the... He's the steward if there's any inquiries needed. Right. Yeah, I'm turning your mic off before you spoil it. Right, Roger Hanna, give us clue number one, please. I currently play club football in Scotland, but I'm not Scottish. Okay, not a lot to go on there. Let's go for clue number two. Both a Celtic legend's son and an ex-Celtic defender are in my Euro squad. Still nothing Silence on the lines This could be the crucial one Here's clue three I won the Scottish League title this year After joining my club team from Bologna In 2019 Ross shouted first Ross was first Ross who do you think it is? Glenn Kamara It is not Glenn Kamara 
Which means Scott gets to hear the rest of the clues. Yep, Scott, here's clue number four. I think you might know it already anyway, Scott, but you Aye. get you get clue number four. I've never lost a league game in Scotland since my move. Scott. Hollander. It is Philip Hollander. Well done, Scott. You've won the Heineken hamper worth over £100. And more crucially, you're in the hat to win those tickets to see Scotland take on Croatia. You must be happy with that. Aye, perfect. Good man. Love I'm lucky, Ross. <laughs> Ross, he's rubbing it in. Ah, look, that's what it is, isn't it? He'll send a bottle of Heineken over, I'm sure. Thank you to Ross and Scott. Every night I'm going to play the fifth clue just to see how ridiculous it gets, right? This was clue number five. My name rhymes with Bellander. Oh, wow, wow. You had me a bit worried there. Bellander, it was, wasn't it? Jeez. Uh, producer Callum made these as well. You think he, he gives me into trouble for being too close to the line at times? There we go, Bell Ander. Right, okay. Thank you, Ross and Scott. Well done to Scott in particular. Ross diving in, yellow card. Glenn Kamara, who played quite well today, incidentally, but yeah, Finland do, yeah. lost one 0 to Russia. Yeah, listen. The one thing about this boy is he can handle the ball, Gordon. You know, he's uh, very comfortable, and you can understand why clubs are looking at him because he's he's doing okay at a very good level. Hmm. Uh, and just to confirm what we said earlier on, Wales are through. They've got four points from their opening two games, Kevin. They've cruised through, and you have to you have to take your hat off to them. That's the second Euros in a row that they've really just taken games by the scruff of the neck and gone for it. And I have, you know, and you just seen we've seen pictures of the aftermath and Gareth Bale in the middle of a, a big circle huddle and of the whole squad and having words with them and very very passionate. And you know that's what it's about. It's about getting everybody together. But you know they've got probably two, as I say, world class players. It's great to see change it. Kevin, it's great to see Bale without hunger and that because there's been question marks over the way his career's been mm. going. You know, well, he loves playing for Wales. It's just his club teams he's not <laughs> yeah, bothered yeah, about. Yeah, but they're paying him a half a million a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, honestly, Wales. Kevin's right. They've got two world class players, but the rest of them know their roles, put their bodies on the line. Even when it's one 0 Grant in the last few minutes, centre halves putting their heads, you know, on the line there. Incredible to see. Uh, we see Italy back in action tonight. We've now seen every team in the yeah. competition. Have you? Change your opinion On who you think Is going to go on and win it what, what would your take be Based on one round of fixtures I know I'm asking quite a lot I must admit I mean Italians are going through A, a little sort of period Of, of change Within say, certain players And their style of, Has changed from what We normally see from the Italians I've been over Very very impressed And be interesting To see them tonight again mm -hmm. But I've kind of edged Towards them Up until I seen Portugal yeah, they were. Okay. <coughs> they're looking sharp again, and I'm thinking, wow. So, but the, it's a big teams until you see France. Oh. Absolutely, I'll take away I was going to say. So you're trying to make that one decision, aren't you? France. <laughs> I listened to the commentator last night in the last couple of minutes saying there's not much to fear from France. Uh, what I've seen so far, and I thought this guy watching, watching the same game. <laughs> Mbappe. I've never seen a quicker player than Mbappe against Hummels. Last night Like 10 yards That was oh. incredible To be fair He had a bungee cord on See be fair He did well to get back yeah, yeah, I could have been well, a penalty yeah. But I think France going forward When you look at the front three They had last night And what they've got in the bench Hard to beat yeah, do you know, It was interesting Because I felt like a lot of it, You know the TV There was a, And maybe a lot of people at home as well Because of the expectation There was a an accusation That you know It was a bit scrappy Maybe they could, but I actually thought The opposite I thought because both teams Off the ball were so good How good were they Just getting I mean, Canty, time and time again, the guy's everywhere. He's a player. The way I watched Canty when he was younger, and uh, people sort of say, oh, he's a holding midfielder and he just <sighs> destroys a game. I'll tell you what, he was a box to box midfielder. He's quick, 
He's got vision and his awareness of players running about him is unbelievable. And he's just got stronger and better as he's gone on. And I think we're leaning on that like they're champions anyway. France are like mm-hmm. the top side. They're all together in it. And it just shows certain players up. And Mbappe, I mean, Mbappe's been about for years. He's 22. <laughs> he's 22. Yeah. He's yeah. unbelievable. So you're talking about the talent that they have throughout the side is phenomenal. When you talk about the pace against Hummels, I mean, Hummels is the other side. He's 52. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's going backwards now, but you just see the pace. And Hummels is probably the most clever player you'll ever get as a central defender. He's best reader of the game I've ever seen. Yeah. He just reads the game. He's he's phenomenal. He's bitten. I mean, for me, I played against the Baresi, the Italian, who was by Stop far it. up the top. <laughs> he was the best up the top. But I've watched Hummels now, and I must admit, He's the next best thing I've ever seen And it would have been a joy to play against Do you believe he's, like he's only 32? 32, 32. Yeah. Right, yeah. right Alex, yeah. you've got a soft spot generally for all things Portugal Does it yeah. extend to football? L- listen, uh, I would like to see them win it again Because you know it's my second home over there But I um, I love France See the, the actual strength and depth I think they have a real good chance But I'm going to throw one out here as a wee uh, Out of left field Don't I see thought, England Well, I, I, listen no, I'm, t- I'm telling you, the Germans will still be in the mix. Okay. I don't forget, every night this week we're finishing the song, the show with a song, a Scotland song, something that you've written or you've recorded or your pal or you're in a band, whatever it is. We've been trying to give people a bit of credit that they deserve, all you creative types out there. So keep your suggestions coming. We'll end the show with one of them and more calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 Clyde One Super Scoreboard right, We're into the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kevin Gallagher, Alex Ray and Mark Wilson are here Every night we're going to end the show with a Scotland song To try and get us in the mood That was the that was the, the, the theory behind it Now it's to restore a bit of positivity I think um, Because judging by some of the callers I think I think we all need it um, It's a pretty... Difficult start to the week, but let's take another call first. Giovanni's in Barhead. Hi, Giovanni. Hi, ah. What's your point tonight? I've listened. I've listened to the show every night, but basically since Monday, and I cannot believe the negativity that's coming across here. We played well on Monday. We are we rubber the green. We have won that game. I've watched every game of the tournament so far. And I've seen teams getting goals going off somebody's stomach and stuff like that. We don't seem to get the rub of the green. And the last thing the boys need is negativity. I don't know if they listen to the show. Maybe they do. But see if they do, I'm telling them, get your chins up and get into this. Because the negativity has been ridiculous. We've waited so long to get there. And all we can talk about is... Tearing the team apart That's for That's for After the tournament Let's get behind them Let's support them I don't think Steve Clark Will be sitting them down And tearing them Apart for A poor performance Because it wasn't A poor performance They played well A wee bit of the green Here and there And we'd have won that game So let's get behind them Support them And let's get into it On Friday night I love the spirit I love the spirit Giovanni The only thing I I would Let's revisit You know the notion About Rob of the Green Whilst I do take your point Because you know Sometimes you just need A wee break And and we didn't get it Do do we not have to Be be careful though About putting it all Down to luck I mean ultimately If we had more quality In front of goal Then we win the game But that's not really The same as luck I'm not putting it Down to luck It's not all down to luck 
We missed some chances we should have put away, but we didn't. But we will the next time. I mean, that go- save the goalkeeper made for dates. He's like him out like Spider-Man. But let's get behind him. Let's get rid of all the negativity. That can come after the tournament. Let's support them all the way, good or bad. Get behind them and let's lift them for Friday. Because we need something on Friday. And then we need something again on Tuesday. So I'm not putting it down to luck. I'm just pointing out that a wee bit of the rubbery green might help, but we need to put these chances away, and I'm sure the boys will. Certainly hope so. Yeah, well, listen, I think uh, I said earlier on the programme that everybody connected to Scotland will be very much behind the team. Uh, and listen, it's okay to kind of show your displeasure at you know, not being able to, to score a chance or not defend a, a situation, right? And you're just calling that as you see it, but... I think going into Friday's game, I think the whole country will very much be behind Steve Clark and his boys. Imagine we actually did reach these things often, Kevin, and we actually did have an international standing and, and we had proper expectations. How on earth would we react to, to a disappointing result? <laughs> Just the exact same. <laughs> Times uh, 10. Yeah, it would be, you know, I mean, it's, that's the thing. Like, we're all excited about it and, and at the same base, we're, we're disappointed, but. We all look at it as fans And that's how fans look at it differently from footballers Footballers look at it differently from scouts and managers And it's different We don't know the information that Steve Clark's fed out to the guys We just watch it on the telly Or we're listening to it on the radio to you guys talking and, and that's what it's all about And that's why football is one of the best hobbies Paid hobbies in the world You know what I mean? We enjoy it, we can talk about it And we can argue about it What did you... I mean, uh, these comparisons are difficult Because France 98... You were up against Brazil, obviously So it's not the same type of disappointment Disappointed to lose the game But it's not the same in terms of the expectation What were the couple of days after that like? Did you get a bit of time off? Did you get downtime? What was the... No, we were partying We were doing more samba dancing <laughs> We were just trying to learn the way that the Brazil done the warm-up No, it was, it was It was nervous as anything, you know And when we, you know it's the world champions And when you go out there And the atmosphere was different But we weren't allowed out to do the warm up And I think that's what killed us We got told about it Roughly about an hour and 15 before the game You're not allowed on the park to warm up Because I've got the ceremony. the ceremony And that. And so we had to go in this room behind it You know and you see it in the video If, you, if anybody's watched mm-hmm. on the TV There's there's a clip of Jim Layton Doing a warm up in his underpants I'll tell you what It's not the best thing to see When you're running about In a dressing room But we had to do that And we had to run about Like and You can look across The, the corridor Like because we had to do sprints In the corridor Because it was a big long corridor And you come and You got a bit of glass down the side You look across Where the tunnel is And you can see the Brazilians They're all just Dancing with each other I'm like you're thinking we're running about like idiots bumping into each other, Jim Layton smiling with no teeth, <laughs> trying to hold the ball. And it was just mental. And the preparation was so different. And we, I think it showed because we went out. I've never sung the national anthem so loud. And that, I mean, I was nervous. And yet I was a, I mean, an international with many caps. But the national anthem, I got out that because I had to get the nervousness out of my system. And I used it within, basically, when we sung it. And then once that, once that had gone... Mm-hmm. That was it It was settling in Because the guys will tell you We've got so much in our heads Of plans of what you have to do Attacking, defending And who you're playing against And the positions you need to get into For attacking and for mm-hmm. defending And you've got all that to think about And when you've got to think about that You don't even hear anything that's happening mm-hmm. You don't even see anything Until there's a free kick or the game stops So see in the aftermath then what? Because we talk about you know managing the team And Stevie Clark's got He needs to 
to get the psychology right here Listening to the show It sounds like the fans want the team ripped up completely Everybody <laughs> else brought in The players to be reminded over and over and over again About just how bad they were But I'm sure Stevie Clark's job is going to be different Did you guys get some time off Or, or was, there a, was there a way of relaxing a little bit After the Brazil game to just reset Or was it just straight back and was straight back you know as I said the media were there every day we had to go every day even if it was mm-hmm. just for a warm down for a walk you had to show face basically it was Craig's way of kind of hiding that you had injuries and not showing the opposition through the media that you've got everybody fit and are ready for for the match and, and that's just the way it was mm-hmm. and whether you went for a, the warm down the walk that's what we done you know I was struggling to walk but you, you went you showed face and, and people didn't know you had the injury so it was a great way of doing it um, but we also like took everything out of it But we took the positives out of the game Okay, here's the negatives You start with the negatives Why do we do this? Why do we do that? When do we do it? How do we do it? And, and how can we better it? And then you put the positives in As soon as the positive comes in That's you, you're in the next game hmm. Forget about results, gone That's history Now you're in the next game Which was a Norway game And that's the way that Craig done it That's the way we had to bide by it And that's the way you take all the information on it I think that's Steve, the way Steve Clark will go about it as well, Gordon. I think the initial, the, the following day, you'll do the, the warm down, you'll get massages, the usual preparation, and because of it, they'll show the analysis. They'll put that to bed and they'll be straight into the, the England game. Their strengths and weaknesses, they'll have, they'll have shape where they'll walk through uh, the the planning of all the, the scenarios that, that, that Kevin talks about, and they'll go there and they'll have a game plan. I think they'll know their team now. Uh, I think they'll pretty much know that now, well, Kev. Maybe yeah. waiting on Tierney. Yeah, but listen, you may as well say but that. Listen, plan B. <laughs> I mean, Alex is right. You know, Steve will have the, the first eleven written down, the, the ideal team he wants to play and the system he wants to be. He'll put that down, and bearing in mind, he'll have Tierney in pencil, and then obviously mm. he'll have the player that's going to fulfil that position. He'll have the players in the positions, and he'll have a plan B underneath it, and that's what it is in case because you never know. Someone could wake up on Friday morning. Yep. And feel yeah. terrible Have the biggest migraine ever And not be able to play Yeah I must say I mean that's I, I challenge Giovanni I don't think we can afford to say Oh you know We just need a bit of luck But To, to then go back and that It would be nice to have everyone available It would be nice for us yeah. To not have Kieran Tierney unavailable For these two games Anyway We will have to Leave it there Just to let you know The winner of the retro top From Greaves I tell you what Is this karma For being so positive Joanne from the East End Yes Go on Joanne Mark's going to deliver it tonight uh, Tonight <laughs> So Yeah well done to Joanne Hopefully she enjoys the prize Now we did say every night We were going to finish With a Scotland song To either get us in the mood Restore a bit of belief Mark Is on the line from The Dirty Kilts Mark I don't even want to, I don't want to know How you come up with the name The Dirty Kilts Do I? <laughs> Um, nothing to do with me uh, Ross McCrossan uh, The bass player He's taking full blame For that one Yeah I, I don't think We can go there On a family show Although we gave Gordon <laughs> DL His first ever kilt On Monday And that was certainly A dirty kilt By the time he uh, Was finished With it Right Mark Tell us a little bit About your song It's got a very Familiar title Yeah Yes Sir I Can Boogie um, We uh, Obviously we saw The, the team celebrating um, When we qualified And they were all Jumping up and down And like the original song doesn't have that bounce, doesn't have that beat. So we wanted to to do a version that was a bit more upbeat, something that the Tartan Army would get behind and support. So um, we recorded it, recorded it all from home um, during lockdown, and um, obviously Ian Croker's on it as well. Um, and we're releasing it to raise some funds for the Tartan Army Children's Charity. Brilliant! Ah, well done. Yeah, brilliant. There's always good to have a nice wee story there as well. And very quickly before we let you go, has the disappointment from Monday started to subside? Are we feeling a bit more positive? I believe. I believe we're going to do it on Friday. 
Good man, I love it I hope you're right That was Mark from the Dirty Kilts I will finish with his song Or their song I should say In just a second Thank you to Kevin It's been a pleasure And you're on commentary duty For the game on Friday So make sure you're nice and biased For everyone watching As always, uh, as always. <laughs> Thank you to Mark and Alex We are back at 6 o'clock tomorrow Callum Gallagher is up next And without further ado Here is the Dirty Kilts With Yes Sir I Can Boogie